This week, our full-time series marches on as we talk full-time warranties, full-time loans, and full-time insurance, plus a major accident with a black tank at a gas station, and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is supported by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they've partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park and get there with family and friends. With more than 400 national park sites in the U.S., there are beautiful surprises to be found in every corner of the country. There's probably one closer than you think. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to episode 153 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, gear, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We have moved on to eastern Colorado after a fairly successful boondocking experience. We boondocked for a few days outside of Great Sand Dunes National Park. We stayed at a campground outside the park for a few days and then boondocked a little bit further down the road for a few days. And believe it or not, it was our first time boondocking in this trailer that we've owned for a year now because after a month of having it, then I had my brain surgery and we stayed a lot with we stayed in North Dakota in what seems for what seems like forever, and then we stayed with family and friends for a while, and then COVID hit. So, so now we're back to boondocking again, and we loved it. It was great. Hey, high five to us! Yeah. We did it. We got through it. We only did three nights, so we didn't stretch ourselves too thin. But our tanks held up. We left with plenty of fresh water. We made some great meals. We played some croquet. We had a lot of dust devils come through the campsite. We had some crazy wind gusts, and we had some spectacular nights. The Milky Way over the mountain was just one of those things I will always remember. Yeah, this cool boondocking site called Sacred White Shell Mountain, uh, Bureau of Land Management land. And really all that you could see there was this mountain and then 360 degrees of just sky. It was incredible. It really was. Colorado just continues to astound us and leave us speechless. The sunsets here have been so spectacular. We have been treated to a new part of Colorado right now, which is rain. Yeah, we haven't had rain in a long time. (laughs) We haven't. We've been trying to get this podcast started for the last hour. Many of you know that we do the podcast not only as an audio version now, but we also do it on YouTube, and we really wanted to do it outside. But it just, it starts raining, then it stops. Then it starts raining, then it stops. And the sky will be nice and blue. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's nice and dark. (laughs) So (laughs) it has taken us a while to figure out the weather pattern here near the Denver area. And it's definitely not the dry environment that Mancos and the Great Sands was. No, absolutely not. Uh, I got a a wild story to tell you about. This is amazing. Uh, So this comes from RVBusiness.com, our friends over at RV Business. I write for them occasionally. An RVer at the North Atlantic gas station in Great Falls, Windsor in Canada. Uh, (laughs) 
decided that the, the you know where they fill the gas station they fill the actual underground tanks for the gas station the yes. big tanker trucks come in and they put their little hose in the ground i think you can see where this is going i don't think it's a little hose though an rver thought that was a dump station oh dear oh dear <laughs> and dumped their black and gray tank into the gasoline mm. at the gas station. <laughs> Luckily, they caught it quick enough and the gas station could shut down before anybody who started pumping sewage into their vehicles, gas tanks. But wow, I, you know, they shouldn't be that easily openable, right? Though, I mean, I would think well, those would be super secure. There's a lot that <laughs> I have questions. I, I There's a lot here. So, you know, those... Uh, manholes almost are generally just sort of smack dab right in the middle of the gas station. Like a tanker often blocks a little bit of the pathway. So they had to come in and block, you know, I don't know the whole layout of this gas station. Right. But I'm just trying to imagine how no one was like, what are, what, what's going on with this RV over here? Like why <laughs> has it just stopped in the middle of the gas station? Why hey. is this gentleman now taking out all of his hose? Well, and I just assumed it was a man. I shouldn't have assumed that. Why no, is it this? Was, it was. It was a man. Come why on. is this person? But you know what? I don't want to assume. Why is this person removing hose and hooking it up to the? Well, per, perhaps it was right by an actual dump station. Maybe there's also a dump station there. And Maybe. A sign. No, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I, there is a lot. You know, there have been some wacky, wacky things that I've come across uh, social media this week, or come across the there, internet when it comes to RVing. There's also a TMZ video going around <laughs> that is a, a guy dumping his black tank at a dump station but his hose come becomes disconnected oh no. oh and no. he's got his little two kids and they're like oh. they're filming him with their kindles and they're oh. like it's just off, sewage is, sprays everywhere is this man's name dave matthews oh and oh and second, here's something I never thought we would say on an RV travel-based podcast, and that are the words or letters T -M -Z. TMZ. <laughs> that used to be Jason and I's jam when we lived in Chicago. That was one of the ways we would round out the night after the littles were in bed and we had kind of filtered through YouTube. We would just watch awful TMZ. And if we didn't fall asleep watching it, you know who followed it? Do you remember? Wendy Williams, Wendy the Wendy Williams, Williams show. show. Yes. <laughs> we watched a lot of quality television in <laughs> Chicago. Hey, I've been getting some questions um, and seeing some out there on uh, on the interwebs about when you're connected to a uh, power pole at a camp site, when you're connected to your power there, and you're starting to get arcing or sparking uh, in your plug, or it's starting to melt or overheat, those sorts of things. And what causes that? And what causes that is a bad connection between the blades, the the blades on your power cable and the socket itself. They're not properly touching each other. Um, and uh, I've seen a lot of people recommend this stuff called dielectric grease to spray some of that on there so that you can 
improve that connection. And I wanted to just take a minute here to caution against that because dielectric grease, although it sounds like it's something great for electrical connections, is actually not. It is an insulator. It's made of silicone. And it is something that you put on a connection after it's been made. So, for instance, the battery in your uh, in your vehicle, in your car, your truck, your motorhome, whatever. When you connect that uh, that post on the battery to the cable, then you might spray or rub dielectric grease on top of that, and it keeps that connection from corroding. It's not something that you want to put on before the connection is made because it'll just make a bad connection worse. So. There you go. Dielectric grease, it has its uses, but do not be spraying it into campground, uh, your <laughs> campground uh, receptacles where you plug into. Um, Can I ask a question about, you mentioned melting. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point? Where, well, because often it's this. How do you not know that that's happening out there? Because wouldn't that impact your power inside the rig wouldn't you be able to tell something was wrong because to me if you get to the point where things are melting there's been a connection for quite some time it's actually one of those things that is hard to notice you probably won't see a difference in your electricity and your surge protection device might not notice it as well um, because it is continuing to provide power. This mostly happens to people with 30 amp rigs, and it mostly happens oh, well, that makes me when you're great. running your rig like <laughs> up to that limit, up to that 30 amp limit. Because on a 50 amp rig, you're rarely going up to your limit because 50 amp is actually 100 amp, and people are rarely using up to their limit. And on 30 amp rigs, they're often going close, and the 30 amp receptacles at the campgrounds are often, because of that, in worse shape so they're you know they're little little springs that that the blade goes into and and they hold it in place and if those get loose that receptacle needs to be replaced a campground really ought to be replacing those at least every year so how do we know that it's okay then when we go and plug our 30 amp trailer mm -hmm. into the electric box how do we know that our connection is safe if a surge protector is not going to do it if we're not going to know outside of constantly checking whether or not we're at our peak on well, 30 amp I, yeah you know i mean now you've got me all like freaked out and i'm going to constantly be asking you about this just so you're aware so you can usually tell if it's going to be a problem right away when you plug in because the connection itself will be loose if the plug does not sit okay. flush in there if it kind of hangs back a little bit it angles back a little bit that that can be a sign that there might be some problems with it. You can also listen for arcing sounds, and then you can go feel the connector and make sure that it's not getting too hot. It is always going to get a little bit warm, but you want to make sure it's not getting too hot. So if you see any of those three things, you should immediately mm -hmm. unplug and go find your camp host, go talk yes. to the campground office, and get that taken care of because you do not want to be using that power. Exactly, okay. exactly. And now just to calm fears... Um, if that does happen and your plug starts melting, I see people getting very, very concerned about that because it looks like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's understandable. It's you feel like your your RV is going to burn down. <laughs> yeah. um, but you should know that that is, that is the way those are designed to fail. They're, the plastic in your, your plug and on the receptacle is designed to melt without igniting. So it, it is purposefully done that way so that... If there is an issue, God forbid, 
it will melt instead of lighting on fire unless something is really, really bad. Mm. So that that's a that is that is a safety feature. Obviously, you need to replace that uh, power cord or that that adapter or plug or whatever you're using uh, after something like that happens. However. So, okay, then. There you go. Lots to think about next time we go to plug in at our next campground. <clears throat> and there's another question I want to answer, and this is about uh, an RV that somebody was looking for, a, a, a Freedom Elite, a Thor Freedom Elite. Uh, and they're wondering why they can only seem to find it at Camping Worlds and can't really find it anywhere else um, because they didn't want to use Camping World as a dealer. That's mm. um, it's common that a lot of people might not want to use Camping World as a dealer. You would um, like 45.8279362 1% of RVers. Our our caution is always that Camping World gets a bad rap because they're the biggest dealer in the nation and that you should be watching out for every dealer that you're working with. But to answer the question, the Thor Freedom Elite along with some other models of RVs is a camping world exclusive Ooh. because they are so big they have some exclusive uh, models so if you see a model that you can only find at camping worlds and you're not having luck finding it on other dealer lots that's usually why so you're either going to want to try and buy private yeah you have to buy it have, used yeah yeah, yeah yeah or you're gonna have to go to camping world yeah now other dealers okay might have them used if somebody's traded them in they'll have them used on other dealers right. lots but new ones uh, there are several different uh, models from generally from thor brands so thor, thor brands are uh thor motor coach keystone heartland um and, and and a few others but those are the those are the brands that uh, they have made a few relationships with Camping World to to create some Camping World specific models. So those are just a couple questions I wanted to answer really quick before we get into the heart and soul of this show. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about full time insurance, full time RV loans, and full time RV warranties. The fun part of full time RVing. Be right back. The RV Miles podcast is supported by Amazon Camper Force. Get on the road with Amazon Camper Force. Amazon has work camper jobs that offer competitive wages and paid campground fees up to $550 per month. Earn completion bonuses and be a part of a community that will keep you coming back year after year. Go to Amazon.com slash Camper Force Miles to learn more and choose your site today. That's Amazon.com slash Camper Force Miles. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. We will link to Amazon Camper Force in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 153. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. What number gives the same result when it is added to five as when it is multiplied by five? And the answer is 1.25 or five fourths, as our friend Pam wrote in. 1.25 yes. plus 5 equals 6.25, and 1.25 times 5 equals 6.25. We love the math brain teasers, don't we? <laughs> we'll have Pam a new, and I love them. <laughs> we'll have a new brain teaser later on in the show. <laughs> but now it is time to talk about all the fun stuff that you need to know when you actually buy an RV from a dealer or from a private party, whatever you're, however you're buying it. Full-time loans, full-time insurance and full-time RV warranties. So let's start with loans because I think loans is the one where uh, it is hardest to figure out. 
So what am I talking about? Why does why do loans matter uh, to full timers? Well, uh, a lot of banks don't want to lend to full timers, and the reason for that is you know when you have a truck loan or a car loan or or a regular RV loan, and you don't pay on it, they can come repossess that, right? That's why it's a lot easier to get a loan on a vehicle than it is to get a loan on a house because it's more difficult for them to deal with all the work that goes into a house. They can repossess your truck if you don't pay on it pretty easily if they can find you. But if you're a full-timer, it's a lot harder for them to find you. So they don't generally want to loan to full-time RVers. Now, some banks do. There are banks that that absolutely are acceptive of full-time RVers uh, and there are other banks that that don't. Some banks will charge extra so you'll pay a couple additional points on your interest perhaps for booking a loan through a bank as a full-timer. Now this is um, this is a gray area. <laughs> yeah we're about to get into a gray tank and we take no responsibility. We just are sharing the information. We're not going to recommend that you're nope. not honest. Nope. We recommend you do what is best for you. Let's just say this. <laughs> we recommend that banks mind their own darn business. Oh, yes. That's right? what Yeah, mind your P's and Q's. And if they don't ask, certainly, they, now this is, this is honest advice. If they don't ask, don't offer it up, right? There's no reason for you to offer that information up. But this it's not as simple as lying, even if you're you're comfortable with that. It isn't quite as simple as lying, especially if you have already gone full time or if you've gone through the process of creating a mailing address with a mailing service, because that bank might flag that address as not a home. Well, yeah, they might ask, oh, wow, we didn't know you mm -hmm. lived at UPS. <laughs> right, exactly. That's amazing. And we, we actually had that problem. We didn't have a problem with a loan, but we did have that problem with opening a bank account with yes. our old mailing service. So they, that is something you have to be careful of. They wanted to know why we lived in Chicago in a UPS store. Sometimes was, it's simple <laughs> enough as changing like like suite to apartment or something like that yeah. in your address. But uh, but you know, it, it's something that you have to be careful about. And I suggest if you're new to this, that you uh, that you get your loan before you move. Because you know what? If you haven't moved out of your house yet, you're not full-time yet, are you? Mm -mm. <laughs> there you go. Just a tip um, from us to you. <laughs> don't share that tip around. You don't need to tell people where you got it though. Now I wish Maybe I could tell you some of the banks that do have uh that that are acceptive of full-time RVers. I, I can't tell you. There are just so many banks. And, you know, I think the first thing to do is to go to the bank that you work with. You know, where do you have your regular banking done? But when it comes to loans in general, a lot of people really want to stay with their bank. Mm -hmm. And and I really suggest you shop around. And even, you know, a lot of people don't want to go through the dealer. They don't want to have the dealer do their financing for them because they then know the dealer adds on points and the dealer's getting money off that. But you know what? Uh, the dealers also have relationships. The yeah. dealers do this every single day. They are accustomed to making these happen for just about anyone. It's sometimes absolutely worth the peace of mind to let someone who is a professional handle this i'll tell you anytime i've tried to buy a vehicle and uh, i wanted to get a loan from my bank and i've gone and gotten pre-approved from my bank the dealer has always found me a better rate yes we've had that actually happen i think twice yeah in the four cars that we or the four vehicles we have owned 
since we've been yeah. together. Yeah. So it's something to it's something to consider for sure. So that is a challenge, um, and it just it's it's just something you're going to have to deal with when it comes up, and you're going to have to confront it and be be able to keep going to different banks, you know, and. You know, if they don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> uh, let's move on to a less gray area. Yes. How about that? Full-time insurance. Now, insurance. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> insurance is an area where you never want to lie. Mm-mm. Never. Why? Mm-hmm. Because insurance adjusters are very good at finding things out especially if they're about to have to make a major payment. So if you total your $300,000 RV, they're not going to pay out on that without investigating. And if you didn't get full-time insurance when you bought your insurance, guess what? They're not going to pay out. They're always going to look for any way they can to get out of paying out on, on that claim. So you never want to lie to your insurance company. Full-time insurance is important to get if you are a full-timer. And there are additional benefits. Yes, it's going to generally cost a little bit more, but we have talked to a few people that ended up paying less when they got full-time insurance. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, I but, don't know how that happened. That's like a magical unicorn. Right. But full-time insurance offers a few additional ben- benefits that regular RV insurance doesn't offer. The first one is personal liability. So if you have property damage or injuries at your campsite, say uh, say one of our kids somehow breaks the electrical box here at the campsite. Ooh, that's... That wasn't an <laughs> accident that was, that was caused by a moving vehicle. That had nothing to do with the trailer itself. Regular RV insurance isn't going to pay on that. But full-time insurance is. If you have a neighbor over and they trip on your steps and fall and they want to sue you for that. They're not your neighbor, though. Then then your insurance, your full-time insurance coverage is generally going to cover those types of liabilities where regular RV insurance isn't. So it is very important if you are going to be a full-time RVer to get full-time insurance. Now, we've had full-time insurance from two different companies. One is National General, which a lot of people go through. Now, you can get National General insurance by calling National General, or people often also get it through Good Sam. When people say they go through Good Sam to get their insurance, and Good Sam is the big camping club that's owned by Camping World, uh, Good Sam insurance is generally through national general they 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 broker for a few different companies but generally uh you'll end up with national general through them the only reason uh not to go with national general um, unless the price is bad is uh they don't insure uh school bus conversions unfortunately we wah, found that wah, out the hard way wah. we did uh the other company that we know offers full-time insurance is progressive and it's super easy to get progressive insurance uh, you can do it right on the internet and progressive is it's just a it's an additional rider to your policy so you pay an additional uh, a little additional amount um, but you can keep the normal policy you have if you already say you already have an RV with insurance and you're going to go full time you can just add on this little insurance rider to your to your progressive policy now the one tricky thing with progressive and and probably some other insurers is that progressive will not insure full-timers who are stationary i have no idea why they don't want to be able to find you so they'd <laughs> like you to keep i would think that would make sense i mean i think it would be cheaper right 
to full to to well, to ensure stationary full timers. But I don't know, it, call Flow and NASCAR. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I think it has something to do with with laws, um, from what I understand. But that is something to watch out for. There are lots of insurance companies that will uh, insure full timers. I think Allstate will as well. Uh, so you're just going to have to check around with your insurance companies. But make sure to get full-time insurance absolutely if you're going to be full-time on the road even if you're going to be just on the road a lot you know if you're going to be part-time if you're going to be uh, six months out of the year you might want to have full-time insurance it's just an additional coverage that is is going to help you out in a situation um, where you might be paying lots of money otherwise it's peace of mind and peace of mind is generally when things don't happen yeah all right Moving on to the third and most sticky situation, Mm. full-time warranties. All right. So RVs, when you buy them new, generally come with a warranty. Uh, Most of them are a one-year warranty. Some of the better companies have better warranties, like Jayco has an industry-leading three-year warranty on a wide range of its products. And uh, uh, many different brands have somewhere in in between there, one to three years. Remember Road Trek? Road Trek used to have a six year warranty. I'm sorry, who road what? <laughs> Talk uh, about someone that was there and then poof. Now, so the problem is a lot of RV warranties. If you read the fine print, they will not cover anything that happens to that RV if it is used full time. Looking at the limited structural <laughs> three-year warranty sticker on our door. There I'm is like, the door on our Yep. I'm like, I see you over there. <laughs> I see you, Heartland. Now, what exactly does that mean, though? So Forest River, for instance, this is, their, uh, this is how their warranty policy reads. For the purposes of this warranty, full-time shall mean continuous occupation of the recreational vehicle for a period exceeding 30 days or 18 days per month in two or more consecutive months. So your one-year warranty basically just went to a 30-day warranty. And that's even even if you're not full-time, right? If you if you want to be on the road for the entirety of the summer, that makes your warranty invalid. And that is sneaky. It, it is. It's and, sneaky. It's unnecessary. Yeah. When we go to buy our next RV, and believe it or not, we're already kind of starting to itch and talk about it a little bit. We are not going to purchase from anyone who puts language like that in their warranty. It's infuriating. So there are brands that do warranty for full-timers. Generally, they're going to be high-end fifth wheels and motorhomes. Um, And then there are some brands that may not do it for their whole line. So, for instance, Jayco uh, offers full-time warranties for their North Point and Pinnacle lines, for example, but not their other trailers uh or or motorhomes so if we're gonna let's jayco (laughs) it's only going to be with two of those brands grand design is a brand that you may have heard does honor their warranties for full-timers and that's why you'll see a lot of full-timers in grand design rvs and you may have heard a lot about grand designs being um you know of a higher quality and that's why people get them but really that's not what it's about um you know i from the people i've talked to they tend to have the same problems that most other RVs have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we were in Camp Verde, we ran into several families that had a grand design and we all could sit around and, you know, shoot it and talk about like all the issues we've been having. And they had just as many as we had. But from what I understand from grand design owners is that a, their warranty is honored if they're full timers and grand design has exceptional 
warranty service. So oh, yeah. they I will mean, actually take care of you if you go to them. I, the work that our friends Tony and Tina needed to have done on their grand design and how easy, quick, and efficient they were with the warranty and with getting the work done, I was jealous. With a lot of manufacturers, it's like pulling teeth to get a warranty claim approved. Yeah, I was very happy for them because they needed that work done quickly. But boy, I would not expect the same thing for us. Well, and that's that's that brings up a point, though. A lot of people will say, well, how do they know you're full-time and... and you know you what, what are they going to gonna do? Like, what are they going to yeah? What are they going <laughs> to investigate you? Well, try getting repairs done. You know they'll know you're full time because you're going to be asking them to get this done quickly because I got to go live in a hotel while you fix right. it. Or you're asking them, hey, I need to sleep in this at night, and then I'm going to have to have you bring it back in during the day to keep working on it. But we have to sleep in this because we have nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's like, pretty obvious <laughs> that you're a full timer when you bring your rig in. Like insurance companies, they're going to look for any way they can to not pay out on the claim. So that is loans, insurance, and warranties. So if you have any questions about that, we're happy to answer them. Email us anytime at editor at RV Miles or DM us on social media, or you can find us in the RV Miles Facebook group, where along with us, some much smarter people are there to help answer your questions. Let's be honest. Like, we just gave you all the information we have. Go ask the RV Miles Facebook group. There are some wise old owls in there. And I don't mean old in an age way. I just mean, like, well-learned. All right, it's time for a break. And when we come back, we'll have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment, which is... Just, I, I, uh, I Let's can't take wait. A break. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll be right back. The RV Miles podcast is supported by Hughes Autoformers, makers of the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com or click the Hughes logo in the show notes for this episode. RV Miles is also supported by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did we mention all of that's included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. You know, I used that the Highway Weather app the other day when we traveled this way. We traveled over a couple mountain passes, and uh, it was spot on. There was some rain, and it told me it was happening, and it was great. And That's I, so I cool. can't recommend it enough. Uh, we'll have links to both the Hughes Autoformers Power Watchdog and the Highway Weather app in the show notes for this episode at rvmiles.com slash 153. And speaking of weather, I think we might have a little bit more 
rain. On we might. There's the been way. a little thunder. You might have heard off in yeah, the distance. It's starting to get a little windy. It might be also. You might be able to hear that. Uh, but there's definitely a storm is a brewing. Well, let's get our fresh tank, black tank, out of the way. Abby, yes. what is your black tank? Oh, what is my black tank? I needed Jason to remind me of my black tank because I have blocked it from all memory. If you listened to this week's Monday Night Live over on our Our Wondering Family Facebook page, then you heard Jason and I go on for a little bit about the Zapata Falls, which is over by Great Sand Dunes. It's a beautiful waterfall that you need to take this three-mile road to get to. I use the word road very loosely here. It's basically the side of a mountain that you need to drive up. (laughs) It's got trees cleared from it, but there's lots of rocks still. (laughs) So when we pulled in, it said, and it's a Department of Interior sign, and it's like, go to Zapata Falls. And you pull in, and it says, rough road. and That's it. That's all it says. And as we get on, and it is the most uncomfortable, the bumpiest, the worst thing I have ever, ever been a passenger driven, and you name it. It's awful. It's the worst road. It's so bad. And we were being bounced around so much that my watch thought I was exercising. And by the time we got to the top, which was the longest three miles of our lives, I had I had met my exercise goal for the day, and all I had done was sit in a truck. It's not a road. The Department of Interior should be ashamed of themselves for even calling it a road. And to the people who own Kias, stop driving that road. Yeah, I mean. First off, how many of you were driving Kias on the day we were there, and you were just cruising that road? And I'm telling you right now. You need new shocks. Kias and rental motorhomes. Oh, yeah. There was a rental motorhome up there, which only supports... A large one. Yes. Which supports our idea, opinion, that you should never, ever, ever buy an RV from an RV rental company or an RV that someone owns that was from an RV rental company. At least not unless you're getting a ra- great deal and no, don't. you don't get it inspected. Don't buy it because someone <laughs> drove this Class C, this large Class C up a road that no one no, should be. Nobody at. that owned their RV would ever have made that oh, drive all the way up goodness. there. I cannot imagine. Now, somebody is listening has done it, but <laughs> that was that was I mean, not a road I'd want my RV on for sure. I that was the one and only time in my life I was like, wow, I really wish we had an ATV right now. Yeah, I mean, and we've been down lots of washboard roads, lots of difficult mm-hmm. roads. This was this the is worst. this is giant rocks. This isn't washboard. <laughs> These are giant rocks sticking out. And in fact, someone when they saw my Insta story about it, they sent us a DM and were like. Did your tires pop? Because we actually saw some people on the side of the road whose tires had popped trying to get up this road. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. What's your fresh tank for the week? Oh, my fresh tank is going to go all the way back to 1993, y'all. We are talking Supermarket Sweep on Netflix, okay? If you are still kind of stuck at home like all of us are, even if you're traveling, even if you're a full-timer, you know, we're not going out and doing a lot of things right now. So there's a lot of TV being consumed, a lot of books. There's just a lot of at-home entertainment. You need to put Supermarket Sweep at the very top of your to-watch list. It is just the most joyous thing. My brothers and I 
used to love this show. And we used to set up our living room like Supermarket Sweep, and we would take construction paper, and we would price out things and lay it all around. And then after I asked everyone the questions, because I was, of course, the host, then they had to run through the market. And so it has been such a joy. We watched, I think, four episodes last night with Jack, who had a lot of opinions <laughs> on 90s fashion. I mean, there are feathered bangs, there are scrunchies, there are sweaters that we used to call a certain type of sweater, but he's a bad person now, so we don't call it that kind of sweater. I mean, it is fantastic. Oh, and there was a jean shirt with a tie. I mean, come on now. Denim with a tie is always mm-hmm. a classic. It's my fresh tank forever and ever. Go watch it. You will be so excited. And you'll yell at them because if they don't go get the frozen ham and the frozen turkey, what is the point? We have a disagreement on this. Yeah, I say we, go to the no. medicine aisle and just, That's so silly. just stay there. That is so silly. You, someone who did not grow up watching the show, you just don't even know. I did too grow up watching oh, the show. Then you shouldn't, you can't believe you just said that. We need to move on though. So what is your black tank? Uh, for my black tank, we have to go back to the waterfall. Oh. I'm sorry to say. Uh, my black tank is waterfalls in general. Uh, now, hear me out here. Not the actual waterfall. Well, people it- at waterfalls. Yes. Waterfalls are one of my favorite things on earth. I absolutely love visiting waterfalls. And perhaps it is that high expectation uh, of the thing I love that kills me so much uh, when it is failed by the people that are surrounding me at a waterfall. And the coronavirus only compounds that drastically. Um, I definitely won't be going back to one during this coronavirus crisis, that's for sure. I just don't understand what it is about a waterfall that brings out the sort of like, if I don't get up there right now and see this, everything I've ever wanted in life will never come true. It's like, it's like, it's magical. So this one is a pot of falls. So we're there. And the thing, this is part of the thing about waterfalls is that you're often, you have to go back through a smaller area Mm -hmm. to get to the waterfall. Right. And um, that was certainly the case here. And there's like a line of 40 people waiting to go see this waterfall while Everybody in the front of the line is going up and climbing up the waterfall, bringing taking their, dog their time up the to take the waterfall, bringing their kids up the waterfall, every combination the of waterfall. family photo they can. If it's a family of five, there is a five person picture, a four there person, a four, three person. There are two person <laughs> pictures with every single coupling. It's there's you've got the dog in one, not in the other. They, they I don't know why. But I mean, forget even ever trying to take a picture out of a waterfall. We often go to waterfalls where you're on a, a you're at a viewing point, and it says, you know, do not go past this point. They don't want you going down into the waterfall, climbing it. They don't want you getting in the waterfall in in certain places. Sometimes you can, but sometimes it's like, you know, you're it's it's not good for the natural environment for you to get into that water um, and that sort of stuff. And without fail, when you're at a waterfall trying to view it or trying to take a picture of it or whatever, there's some person (laughs) climbing it or down swimming in it. When we go to waterfalls, I automatically turn into Jim and Pam from the office and the wedding episode where they were just taking mental pictures. I just start and I make the gesture. 
I just start doing this to you. I'm like, just mental picture it, mental picture it. We got to get out of here because it's, there's just no picture to be had. You can't get the picture you want. It's a waterfall. Water is falling down. It's going to continue to fall down. Just move on and let somebody else enjoy it. And it's so funny because when every time you tell me you want to go to a waterfall, I'm just like, oh no. And you know what, you know what, it's, it's not going to be so, it's not just the fact that there are people down there playing in the water or whatever. All right. I get, you know, I get it. And a lot of waterfalls, you can do that, but it's all the people waiting. It's the the people waiting. And and when you're, and when it says that you shouldn't be doing that, when it, 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 it asks you not to on a sign or whatever, and you're doing it in front of children who are seeing that you're flagrantly disobeying, you know, whatever. Why can the they sign do it, says, but I can't? Or you're you have your own children, you're teaching them to do it. Like that, that bothers me more than anything. It really does. So that's my black tank is is waterfalls. People, people at, at waterfalls. waterfalls. Yes. What is your fresh tank? My fresh tank is something cool. This is a throwback from the 1970s. The wow, <laughs> way to like step it up over. I go to the 90s and you're like, hold my beer. My fr- you take us my, to the 70s. My fresh is old. Uh, my fresh <laughs> is the Winnebago Heli Home. What? It is a Winnebago helicopter motorhome. <gasps> and they only made eight of these, right? Gee, I wonder why. It was supposed <laughs> to be a big deal. Um, and, you know, they were they were making helicopters that were RVs. This is so weird because there's, there's a helicopter there, flying. Well, it's not right a now. helicopter; it's a plane. Oh, well, it's a prop plane then. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. It's definitely a prop plane. But anyway, I mean, still, there's there's air traffic above us. <laughs> but this thing is so cool. It's a you know you could fly to the top of a mountain. That you could get them with um, uh, with water uh, floats so that you could land it in water. All that sort of stuff. And it's you know it sleeps six. It's a motorhome. Do you remember how I said? We were our next motor, like we we're already thinking about our next trailer. There, here it is. Yeah, I just found it. <laughs> you go get your pilot's license. Just found it. We are getting a. Is it what's it called? A heli home. Heli home. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I even love the name. Now, in today's money, it would have been eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So we're not getting uh, one for the base version, and the top of the line version was one point four million. Oh my you know, gosh. It, it was. It, it. You might think it was a failure because it only. Uh, they only produced seven or eight of them, uh, but it actually really put Winnebago on the map in a time when Winnebago was really struggling, you know, during the gas crisis of the 70s and all that. They got a lot of PR from it. They got a lot of press. The Heli Home is on the cover of a popular mechanics magazine. Yeah, so it actually it actually helped resurge Winnebago in in the late seventies. So I, I think it's really cool. There's an article on the, uh, on the drive.com that I'll share in the show notes as well as a a, a video of <laughs> of the thing flying because it's pretty cool. I I need to know if anyone still owns any of these. No, none of them exist anymore. They really? are all they have oh. all been destroyed. They're all gone. There are no vintage ones hanging around even anywhere, Winnebago unfortunately. Doesn't have one. And even Winnebago. Um, but the, the the premise of of this article is that Winnebago needs to bring uh, the heli home back. Yes, I agree with that, Winnebago. If you're listening. We would like you to bring the heli home back, and we are willing to test it out for you just to make sure it works, but we're not going to fly it. We're just going to leave it on the ground. All right. That's our Fresh Tank Black Tank (laughs) segment. It's time to wrap this episode up with Brain Teaser. Here we go. What word does not belong in the following group and why? 
Earth, CDs, clock, Venus, DVDs, and a watch. Which word does not belong? We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, we will. And hey, just a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcast. Thank you to all of you who continue to do that for RV Miles. It helps get us in front of a new audience. If you are shopping on Amazon, would you bring RV Miles along with you? We would absolutely appreciate that. All you have to do is head over to the show notes. You can click on the Amazon link and whatever you buy, it doesn't even have to be RV related. We get a tiny little kickback from Amazon. We also have that link pinned at the very top of our Facebook page. So every time you go over there, you can see it. And hey, speaking of social media, RV Miles is all across social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and of course on YouTube. Please join us. Please feel free to DM us. And of course, we hope to see you in the RV Miles Facebook group. Until next week, Jason and I, along with our boys, we send the very best to all of you, and we hope that you are logging those RV Miles this summer. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.